Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I am Matt. And we're going to discuss now a movie that uh, just came on Netflix um, on May 1st um, for streaming. It's available now for streaming. And it I would describe it as a kind of young adult romantic comedy. It's called The Half of It. And yes. Matt's going to tell us about it. It is the second feature film of uh, writer-director Alice Wu. Um, she previously did a movie called Saving Face in 2004. Um, hopefully it doesn't take her another 16 years <laughs> to do another movie, because I thought this was uh, overall uh, pretty good. But I'll, I'll just get to the setup here real quick. So um, this is set in a small town in the, I believe it's the Pacific Northwest. And it centers on um, a character named Ellie, Ellie Chu, um, played by Leah Lewis. She's a high schooler, senior in high school, and she is very smart, very intellectual. Mm-hmm. She, she's, uh, making, she makes some money uh, by basically, doing, uh, do, basically helping other people cheat right? <laughs> on, their, on, their, on their schoolwork. Um, this is uh, then uh, we enter uh, Paul, who's played by uh, Daniel Deemer. Paul is a classmate of hers, and he is um, infatuated with uh, Aster. <laughs> Interesting name, uh, played by Alexis Lemire. Aster is a girl in their class. He's infatuated with her, but he doesn't know how to. You know, he wants to write her a letter because I think it's old fashioned, and he likes that and it's whatever. So, uh, he has Ellie write a letter for him uh, that he pays her for, uh, for Aster, and then the letter writing continues. Uh, Paul and Ellie continue this letter writing campaign and, you know, her pretending to be him and then Astor writing back to him and then blah, blah, blah. And it's obvious that, um, you know, Ellie is also infatuated with Astor and they are very much co-equals, her and Astor, on the intellectual level. Paul is not, <laughs> but he's very sweet. And it's, uh, yeah, that's your setup for, for the half of it. Yeah, so it's it's really like a, a retelling of the Cyrano de Bergerac mm. uh, story. Um, I, I thought this was, you know, pretty delightful. <laughs> the performances are really good. Um, I think it's Leah Lewis mm-hmm. and Daniel Deemer. They have really good chemistry. So even though, you know, they're not the principal relationship that we're um, expected to consider... Um, they have really good chemistry and a really nice uh, relationship develops between them, I thought. Um, The movie has a great deal of compassion for each of the characters. And I think that really, um, yeah, it really makes this kind of, the plot, which we are kind of familiar with, it makes it interesting. And the performances make it interesting. Um... Yeah, so where where I think it maybe lacks in originality as, term, as far as the plot goes, um, it makes up for it in just really great performances. Um, you know, it's it's not. There are some ideas here. You know, you mentioned that um, our main character, what's her name, Ellie, is very smart. So she has she has a lot of kind of deep thoughts, and you know, they're not. They're not thoughts that I feel like are just kind of wedged in. It's part of her character. I feel like she's a really thoughtful, deep person, and it, it's convincing. And it, it makes it more of just, a, you know, kind of a light, ditzy, romantic comedy. There's there's depth to these people. And I thought that was, you know, 
that was that was a step above your your typical romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think yeah, I, I really liked the performance that um, Leah Lewis gives. I think that was pretty key to the success here. Yeah, um, she's great in this. Um, very interesting character, and I really like Daniel Deemer. Um, his character grows on you, at least grew <laughs> on me during the course of this movie. He's a kind of a, a sweet but dumb Jacques. Mm-hmm. at the beginning and he is I mean by the end of the movie he's still a sweet dumb jock <laughs> in a way but uh, you know I say that halfway joking but this, this movie was interesting so um, the, the, the character of Ellie is very um, withdrawn emotionally I mean she has emotions but she doesn't acknowledge them very much uh, and it's difficult for her to do that um, because she certainly knows that she likes um, Aster, the girl, the, the, the girl that Paul likes. Mm-hmm. But she's very, you know, withdrawn about it. And I think part of that is the whole homosexual angle. I mean, that's just, particularly in a small town, even these days, I mean, that's mm-hmm. just not something that you're necessarily out with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I honestly think over the course of the movie, I think she also likes um, Paul. Mm-hmm. And it's never explicitly stated whether Ellie is just a straight lesbian or mm-hmm. whether a uh, straight lesbian, no pun intended, mm-hmm. but whether she's a lesbian or whether she's bisexual. Um, I think there's something, they certainly have chemistry, her and Paul do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it would be elitist to say that someone who's like an intellectual couldn't be with someone who is maybe just. Um, Maybe street smart, but not book smart. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how street smart Paul is. But, you know, I joked earlier that he's dumb, but he's not dumb, dumb. I mean, he's just not book smart, right? Mm-hmm. She's she's watching old black and white movies, and, you know, she's quoting, you know, long dead, you know, poets and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, he's not like that. But he is intelligent, I think... I think he's actually, even though he initially may have trouble with it, he's emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. He is very kind and considerate. And, def- you know, he defends her when people um, yell some racist stuff at her. Uh, he comes over to her house and is very kind to her father and mm-hmm. helps out with things there. And so, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I found I found their dynamic very interesting. I found mm-hmm. it more interesting, honestly, than the dynamic with, with Paul and Aster and Ellie and Aster. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I feel like the movie really focuses on their relationship rather than the, the Aster relationships mm-hmm. um, for, and that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I loved all the references to, um, you know, old, old films, old, old movies and the literary references. But I will say, you know, the, the Paul character, so there are some speeches. I'll just say that there there are some speeches that are kind of delivered at the end of this movie. And his little speech, I thought was actually the most moving and the most enlightened. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, yeah, so, you know, he may be, like you said, kind of intellectually or book, not so book smart, but he is um, definitely, he's he's definitely wise in, in some ways. Um, yeah. And... And just to kind of bring in, I think, what sounds like a non-sequitur, but hopefully I'll make a point with it. Years ago, back when I used to, like, get off on arguing with people on the internet, (laughs) 
is a is like a tilting at windmills. But um, I was arguing with somebody one time about homosexuality, and this was a heterosexual man, and he was talking basically. He was basically boiling down homosexuality to um, sex, mm-hmm. and I was arguing, you know, it's much more than that. I mean, just like heterosexuality is much more than 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 sex, you know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, particularly if you get in a relationship with somebody, you know, it's about caring about that other person. Um, if, if you have kids together, it's about, you know, your family dynamic. Um, it's just about a lot of things. I was thinking about that, though, that conversation, <clears throat> as I was watching this movie. And sometimes I was thinking to myself, you know, sometimes, though, it is kind of about sex. <laughs> and the reason I say that is Ellie is writing these these letters pretending to be Paul and then, you know, Aster is receiving them and Aster is in a very unhappy relationship mm-hmm. with another guy, with a guy. And Aster is, from what we can tell, is, is a heterosexual girl. I think these letters she finds very intoxicating. Though these, these letters she thinks come from Paul. And she finds them very intoxicating. I think it leads her enough to go on a, a couple of dates with him that are funny in their own right. But, you know... They, they are. I mean, they're like you're like they're sharing Elder Bergerac, right? I mean, you know, it's uh, he slash Ellie are, are wooing. They're wooing her, right? <laughs> and um, obviously, you know, at some point, Alistair's going to find out it's not really Paul. And that, to me, then is when I found that to be very interesting because that it, it, whether it's in this movie or anything else, it's like when you don't know. Let's say you don't know who the the person behind the curtain is right. You think you might, but you but then you find out something else. Mm-hmm. Um, how does how does that you know impact you know you? Mm-hmm. And then it kind of becomes, I guess, ultimately, then it becomes a question of do they have the right sexual equipment <laughs> that that you're attracted to? Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminded me of a Star Trek Next Generation episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a Star Trek Next Generation episode where Doctor Crusher, Doctor Beverly Crusher. There, there, there's a, there's an alien that comes on board the ship, and it's a guy, right? And he and Beverly are um, they, they kind of develop a little romance in the episode. And it turns out though, he's I think that the race is called a trill because we see them pop up later in uh, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> and the trill is that he, like he himself, is actually this little alien creature inside the human body, mm. and he the human body is just the host. Something goes wrong with his human body while he's on board the Enterprise. <laughs> And so um, he has to, the little trill has to get out of it and then put into a new body. Mm. And Crusher, she's really worried. She's like, oh, I hope the operation goes okay. I don't know. I really, you know, I like him. And then it goes well. It's successful. Except he's put into a female body. And Dr. Crusher's like, ew. <laughs> well, this is not going to, I mean, seriously. I mean, she, she shuts that down mm. and the episode's over, right? And, and I was just, so. <laughs> Watching this movie with this whole interesting context of falling in love with someone intellectually, mm-hmm. um, it put me in mind of that, of that argument I got in years ago about mm-hmm. about what is, in a bigger picture, what is love, what is, how much of a component is sex uh, with love, and yeah. It's my long-winded Well, I think this, this all goes to prove the, the movie's, I think, central message which is that um, we come to find out that love is messy. Um, and, you know, we actually, we stopped this movie partway through and just had a little discussion amongst ourselves about, 
you know, who amongst all of these characters should be with whom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I think the movie answers that question in the best way that it that it could, and really in the, the only way that it could, but I think the best. Well, it could have gone some weird directions, but I think the, the path that it chose was the best, best path. And so, you know, just, you know, reviewing this movie, <laughs> I think it made good choices. Um, I would agree. With its, with its plot and its characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought that, you know, I love a movie with a great ending. I thought the, movie, I thought the ending of this movie was pretty great. I would agree with that, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, was, very, I was happy with the outcome. Very, very good. Yeah. So, uh, what do you give it out of 10? I will give this a 7.5. Oh, okay. Um, I'll give it an 8. Um, it's usually what these Netflix rom-coms get from me, I think, is an 8. An 8. <laughs> but I, I give this one an 8. Our score, then, is a 7.8. Uh, it doesn't have an audience score on the tomato meter. It's probably because it just is you know, a day or two old. Mm. But uh, it has a 94% critic score on the tomato meter. Um, I will say, you know, I often kind of jokingly, you know, sneer at Netflix movies on, on this podcast. Um, but of all the Netflix movies, this genre is my favorite. I think they do yeah. the young adult rom-coms pretty well. Yeah, agreed. So yeah. far, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 7.8 from us. Uh, watch it if you've got time. And, and we all have time. We all have time. <laughs> we all have time. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you.